welcome to the CTSnet podcast. We've got a packed edition for you. Three articles, uh, three of the most difficult cases ever, uh, whose lives were saved by VA ECMO. Uh, we've got a guideline on frailty, a whole new system of scoring so you can better assess the risk of your patients. And thirdly, we've got a shocking article from Joe Chiqui and others about the pay disparities that still exist between males and females in heart surgery in 2023. Three banger videos. The first one is Vince Gaudiani. Uh, he's got an amazing series of TAVI uh, explant operations on CTSnet. This is the first of a big series we're running. Hans uh, Joachim Schaefers has got a great interview with myself at EX all about otic valve repair. And the best of the whole week was the heart surgery cookbook, the world's most difficult recipes that you need a heart surgeon to do. Check this out on CTSnet now or check the full podcast for more details. CTSnet friends, thank you very much for coming to listen to the podcast. This is CTSnet Pulse, uh, and it's the second edition of January on a chilly uh, January evening. Uh, not as chilly as some places in America, I hear, that have been uh, zero Fahrenheit. So, so thanks for checking it out. So we've got three interesting articles for you this week on the CTSnet uh, it, uh, website. The first one was actually uh, submitted by the author, Alvaro Diego Peña. Uh, he's from Colombia and uh, he's just published a few case reports, but uh, it was in the European Heart Journal case reports, but he sent them to us. So you don't have to do a massive, huge, giant uh, article on a gazillion patients to get Jan's profile. If we think it's interesting, then we will publish it. And I thought this was interesting. So he just presented three cases that were super, super difficult, whose lives were saved by them using the liberal use of VA ECMO to get the patients through. Um, probably some of you do use VA ECMO uh, anyway, but uh, I thought it was just a really nice highlight of where we are in 2023, uh, using it as a routine part of our armamentarium. So there were three cases. One was a 57-year-old, hugely obese person, previous AVR, had chest pain, then went to cath lab and arrested. They did CPR, CPR they got them on VA ECMO uh, in the process of the CPR, and then they uh, found that they had a terrible, destroyed, awful, uh, AVR that was falling to bits so they took them to theatres, did an AVR, brought them back to their ICU on VA ECMO 12 days on that, then 7 days wean to VV ECMO and then complete recovery. Uh, second, our second case was a 39-year-old with two MVRs, uh, then had had um, had uh, a papillary muscle rupture, endocarditis, mitral valve prosthesis, endocarditis, uh, edema, went on VA ECMO, few days stabilised to theatre, and then life saved. And the third one was a 21-year-old with a previous MBR uh, who then had severe mitral prosthesis stenosis. Uh, it was blocking. Uh, she had a PE as well, went on to VA ECMO, stabilised and a day later went to theatre, uh, redo MVR and then four more days of VA ECMO and eventual survival. So three great cases in Colombia, in South America, great job uh, and it shows you really can uh, do more than just write these patients off. So well done. 
The second article we have highlighted for you is a really impressive guideline. Uh, so this is a consensus statement together with EX and the EAPC, Joseph Ninaba, uh, many, many others as well involved in this one, and it is published in the European Journal of Preventative Cardiology. But what is it? It's a pre-interventional frailty assessment for patients undergoing cardiac surgery, uh, or TAVA. Now, I don't know what your experience is, but uh, patients have been getting older and older and older very rapidly in our practice. Uh, in fact, I was amazed to hear that 25 years ago, the average age of a CABG patient was 55 years old. And the average age of a CABG patient in the UK has been going up a year, every year and a half. So, so people are just getting so much older. But some elderly people are really fit some elderly people are not fit. So, you know, we're seeing 60-year-olds that look like 80-year-olds, 90-year-olds that look like 70-year-olds. And really, age as one of the most important STS scoring criteria or Euroscore criteria, just it's not fit for purpose anymore. And so this paper really, really addresses that. It looks for new parameters that are just not age. Because age really is one of the most important parameters, but it's not fit for purpose anymore. So what this uh, guideline does is actually a really impressive summation of all the frailty scores. So they've got gait speed and walking distance. They've got uh, lots of frailty scales. They've got a hand grip strength scale, just as a better indicator. Uh, I actually did a hand grip strength recently for a frailty scoring assessment. My one hand is double the grip strength of my other hand. You should try it out yourself. Uh, see if your dominant hand is loads stronger than your recessive hand. Uh, and, uh, and one other interesting one was psoas muscle thickness. Uh, we're all getting CT scans now, especially for TAVA, and the psoas muscle, otherwise known as your fillet, your fillet muscle, your fillet steak, uh, is actually a really good predictor of frailty uh, because it's a positional muscle, which is why it's so lean and doesn't have so much fat in it. So there's all these brand new scores. So together with your um, hand grip strength, your frailty scoring, your psoas muscle, uh, cognitive mini mental state scores, you can probably actually come up with a much, much better scoring system to predict the outcome of a patient uh, after surgery. And I thought it was a really good paper. It wasn't over didactic. It basically gave me loads of new information of stuff I didn't realize existed. So check that out. Uh, I thought it was really worth a read, especially if you're into trying to predict better patients who are going to do well or badly in your practice. The third paper was a bit shocking, really. Um, it was uh, by uh, a load of co-authors, including Joe Chiqui uh, and uh, David Cook. It was from uh, the University of Pennsylvania, and it was published in the Annals of Thoracic Surgery. But it was entitled The Cost of Being a Woman in Academic Cardiothoracic Surgery, Joint Collaboration of the STS Workforce in Diversity, Equity and Inclusion. But it was pretty sad reading, really. So uh, you'd think in 2023 things had uh, equalised a little bit, uh, but really it's rather sad because it hasn't. So 11% of cardiothoracic surgeons are women. So that's still not much, one in nine. Uh, so it's 16% of assistant professors, 10% of associate professors, uh, and only 5% of full professors. And then unfortunately, uh, the professors who are women earn 11% less than their male counterparts. And on average, women earn 71 cents for every dollar earned by a man. So we 
have a bit further to go than maybe us men think. Uh, that's quite a sad reading, and uh, and I think it just does highlight that maybe in cardiothoracic surgery we're further behind general surgery colleagues and uh, orthopaedic colleagues perhaps. Uh, but but anyway, sobering reading, and so I think the message of this is is support uh, diversity and uh, pay equity in our specialty. Just before I go to our three videos, I would like to hand you over to uh, CTSNet Office, who's going to tell you a few other things that you can find on the website this week. CTSNet will be at the Society of Thoracic Surgeons annual meeting in San Antonio from January 27th to 29th, 2024. Stop by booth number 2108 to learn more about CTSNet, give your feedback to our team, or grab some giveaway goodies. That's booth 2108. See you there. We've got three great videos, and when I say great, we have got some incredible videos. The highlight of the week, of course, is the Heart Surgeon's Cookbook. Just as a bit of a background of this, uh, I got contacted last week saying, oh, there's a there's a really great uh, project. Um, a wonderful uh, surgeon, Nira Patel, Director of Robotic Cardiac Surgery at Northwell, New York, has paired up with Michelin star chef, Pet Frederick Berzelius. Why did he do this? Well, he was looking for uh, dexterity skills for trainees to practice out of the operating room. And he thought, well, it'd be fun to try and do some cooking base ones. Uh, this was taken on wonderfully by Gettinger. Gettinger said, well, let's take this a bit further. You've paired up. Let's, let's do you a cookbook. And then the amazing thing is I had some interactions with Gettinger and the people that are publishing this book. And Gettinger are just doing this because they think this is a fun project. It wasn't particularly expensive for them. They're not looking to get anything out of it. They just thought how wonderful. Uh, and, and I fully, fully agreed. So on CTSNet right now for free is the full cookbook, the Heart Surgeon's Cookbook, also named the world's most difficult cookbook, which I quite liked because you need a heart surgeon. First of all, it gives you all the tools that you need for these recipes. You need a scalpel, you need a Castro's, you're going to be doing some suturing, you're going to be doing some needle injecting, you're going to need your scalpels for some of these recipes. And what are you going to be cooking? You're going to be cooking kingfish rose with with green gooseberry you're actually going to be slicing the kingfish into massively thin slices then you're going to be using your tweeners to, tweezers to make a rose around them they were wonderful you're going to use sea scallop and turnip in warm broth and you're going to be rolling the sea scallops and rolling turnips around it but then my favorite uh, is venison with savoy cabbage because you're going to take a savoy cabbage you're going to stuff it and then you're going to use your castros to suture the Savoy cabbage shut. That is awesome. Well done, Nira Patel. I just thought this was great. It's a bit of fun. Send it to your friends and why not have a go? But yes, uh, now why shouldn't heart surgeons get into the kitchen? And, and I bet uh, this Michelin star chef's going to need some highly paid heart surgeons to be in his uh, restaurant uh, every day because this is going to just fly off the shelves. Well done, guys. And check out the cookbook. Send it to some friends. 
The second video we've got is equally stunning because we're starting a series by Vince Gaudiani. Um, he's an absolutely wonderful senior surgeon of 30 years or more experience and he has uh, given us some beautiful videos and we're going to do a whole series with him. This first video is just an introduction to the series all about how to do operations that have got TAVAs. He's basically created this really safe reproducible technique that he calls the handlebar moustache technique which he will take you through. You're going to get two instruments, you're going to grab the TAVA and then you're going to roll it round and round just like a like a French moustache uh, and, uh, and you're going to roll it just between the left coronary cusp and the non-coronary cusp basically where you would do uh, an LVOT enlargement so if you accidentally make a cut uh, in the wrong place you can just uh, treat it like an LVOT enlargement and put a patch on it so he'll show you how to do that here and uh, we're going to do about six or seven videos with him so they're going to be really really good really useful and he's got some easily removed Tavers, some really difficult Tavers, some infected Tavers, uh, and, uh, and he's got a really, really good set of videos, and he just has the loveliest way of doing the narration, and he's just great, uh, a, a really wonderful guy, and hopefully we'll do some more uh, videos with Vince Gaudiani, but check that one out uh, if you're about to have a Taver explant in your practice. And the last video is uh, a great interview I managed to grab with Hans-Joachim Schaefers. Um, I'm sure he's known to many of you, uh, but he is basically known as just the king of aortic valve repair. He's a cardiac surgeon at Saarland University Medical Center in Hamburg, uh, and, uh, and he actually the reason we were talking to him is because he's got a wonderful website, uh, the Cardiac Research and Education website, uh, and he's got a whole load of resources about how to do aortic valve repair. He's got about 20 videos on there. Uh, so do check that out uh, if you want to learn more from Hans-Joachim Schaefer's. And in this interview, we talked about uh, difficult AVRs, uh, repair techniques for AVRs, repair techniques for aortic valve sparing techniques. And of course, we had a good chat about his wonderful resources online that he's got. He is really, you know, the world's leader, I'd say, in primary aortic valve repair uh, and getting the, the coaptation correct, get it to seven to eight millimeters, measure it, uh, how to make sure you do the best repairs. And, and I learned a lot uh, from him, adult and pediatric surgeon. Uh, it was really good. It was a pleasure to catch up with him at EX. So check that out uh, on the website if you want to learn more. So those are our three uh, videos, uh, upcoming events, of course. Uh, in two weeks' time, I'll be getting on a plane to go to the STS, uh, and I'm really looking forward to meeting a lot of the best speakers there. Uh, we've already lined up a stellar list of people. Uh, there's going to be so many great uh, talks. I don't even know where to start. It's going to be in San Antonio. And maybe if you're there at the STS, come to the, to the CTSnet booth. Come and say hi, because we actually want to get out there, get lots of videos, get your videos online. Uh, and profile them. So, so come and say hi to us uh, if you like. There's a few other things going on uh, in events-wise. Um, there's an Innovations in Heart Valve Reconstruction Masterclass. Uh, this is February 22nd to 24th in Disney's Contemporary Resort. Uh, so uh, this is actually by the Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's, uh, all about valve reconstruction. So if you're interested in that, uh, then we've got links to it below in the show notes. And finally, there is a mitral valve repair uh, course on the February 28th, 29th uh, on 
on uh, Leap Year Day uh, at EX House Windsor. It's 500 euros uh, and you will learn everything about Microvab Repair. You'll fly over to Windsor uh, next to the Queen uh, and, uh, and you'll learn all about that. Live in a box, interactive case stu studies, there's a TOE simulator, wet lab stations that works. So if you're interested in that, check out the EX website for that. So, uh, honourable mention, I think, should just go to uh, to the people that organise the heart valve surgery cookbook. I think, I think, as a company, um, a company actually investing in something that was really, really fun, uh, I think, is really, really nice and 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 very selfless. I think as well. So, I was really impressed with that. So, so thank you very much. Uh, to them and then of course we are following Diego around the world everywhere he goes and uh, this week he was uh, in Bucharest and announcing his latest uh, Uniposal Rats courses which he's going to be holding uh, there 15th 17th of April and uh, where will he be next week uh, we will tell you in the next edition of this podcast thank you for joining uh, we'd love to hear from you uh, put some posts in below this video if you like or just tune in next week as we're going to be here every single week giving you all the interesting news from around the world in kind of surgery.